This is episode 71 of the Rise Up Podcast. We're a morning radio show hosted by Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life, a network of stations across New York and Pennsylvania. Our podcast is a weekly conversation that will help you think and grow in your faith. If you haven't already, subscribe today so you don't miss a single episode and find out more about our show at familylife.org. Well, hello and good morning. Thanks for starting out your day with Steve, Therese, and Tim. This is Rise Up on Family Life. I'm just wondering, uh, you could be little Timmy when you were little. little I could Timmy. be little Stevie. But <laughs> Therese, who were you when you were little? You didn't have a... I was Actually, my grandma had a nickname for me that never caught on. Oh. She used to call me Tessie, oh. which oh. now I look back and I'm like, that would be actually a really cool nickname to have now. But yeah. it didn't catch on like beyond... Her, but okay. yeah, right. so that would be it. And, and the reason we bring up these uh, younger names of ours is like when we were in school, what did the teachers say about us back then? And uh, did it come true today? What stuck from what the teachers said hmm. long, long ago on those report cards? You know, those little comments, those oh, asides, yeah. those mm-hmm. other things. Little Timmy? Mm-hmm. Timmy, you're shaking your head well, yes. It was, a different, it was a different Tim who made this point. Tim Kimmel, who sometimes you hear on Family Life. He said that most likely what you got in trouble for as a student is what you end up doing for a living. <laughs> and mm. I was like, wow, Tim Kimmel, you got this Tim right. Because, yeah, if I found myself out in the hallway in younger grades where that's the way they punished you by putting you out in the hall or if it was during the homeschool years where I was working with my mom as my teacher or later on when it was high school and there were other ways of getting your reprimand in front of class. It was talking. It was usually sharing my opinion, making commentary, trying to make somebody else laugh or not being able to help that I was the one laughing to somebody else's hidden hijinks. Yeah, it was always it was always laughter. It was always talking related, something mm-hmm. that I got in trouble for. Now I realize that's not exactly the only kind of teacher comment that we're talking about here, but it's the one that comes to mind for me the most as being something that came true. Because not only did I get, I guess it'd be important to point out. Yeah, sure, I got in trouble a lot for talking too much, talking when I wasn't supposed to. But here's something that never happened with my teachers. I never got shamed for sharing or for being a talkative person or being like, why do you just can't stop flapping your gums, kid? It was never something like to put me down. Sure, they had to maybe put me in my right place. You you look at that, you look back to that and be like, wow, I'm so grateful none of them ever quenched that mm-hmm. because you you wonder how many people get in trouble for something, be made feel uh, made to feel stupid about something or made to feel useless about something that they like to do a lot. Maybe it's not what goes along with the system and they get in trouble for it and then they never go on to find out what could have come from that. So I'm really grateful that even though it was something I you know, got called out for on the report card and got my name written on the board for that that was never something that was put down and i'm very grateful for that Therese, anything common from tessie oh tessie Tessie. i'm sorry little tessie please don't call me that no sorry you can just stay with Therese. all right any anything from uh younger grades to nowadays well tim and i had very similar comments on the report card Therese would do so much better to keep her eyes on her own work and not talk to everyone else and it's funny because I think one of the things that I enjoy doing now as a grown up is just observing. Like, I'm very observational. I'll notice things that other people 
maybe don't. And then I'll say, well, that's kind of weird. I wonder why we do that. Or have you ever thought about that? And a lot of times that'll turn into things that we talk about on the Rise Up Morning Show. But I also was very chatty in class. Um, So I think the combination of those two things, always very interested in the people around me. And um, I agree with what Tim Kimmel says on grace-based parenting. That's the thing that you end up doing when you're a grown-up. And so even though that comment showed up on my report card, and I'm sure it made it so difficult for teachers to be able to navigate the class, uh, I'm glad that that turned into this because I can't imagine doing anything else. So if you have a kid who is very interested in conversation and um, a little bit of a nosy Nelly, who knows? They could have a future in morning radio, right? (laughs) Okay. None of this will surprise any of you. Uh, The same thing uh, for me as far as, you know, talk too much uh, and and that kind of thing. It doesn't maybe pay attention. He should uh, listen more than he talks. And that's still true today. Uh, Two other things with that one, and that's in grade school. I'm talking about grade school with that. I'm going to get back to grade school in a second. But every time I hear about class, uh, it was senior year in high school. So now I'm getting a little bit older. I should learn by now, right, to do that. And we had an elective class in my senior year, second half of my senior year. So you can imagine, you know, seniors in high school, it's your second. And this was called public speaking. So uh, the very first day of this second half of the year, public speaking, we had a, a bunch of kids uh, that were uh, very talkative and, and that kind of thing and a lot of fun. And it's our senior year. We're getting a little itchy for the end of the year. And But the class starts. And the very first day in that class, a bunch of us are in the back of the room just just having, you know, making jokes. And the teacher sitting there hasn't even started the class yet. A little lady, Miss Balukian was her name. She was about five foot nothing. And... And just just really diminutive little lady, and we're just staring, and there's all this noise going on. And so finally, about five minutes into the class, I say class because class hadn't started yet because uh, we were too noisy, uh. she finally takes her hand and bangs it on the desk and says, class, class, the first thing you must have in public speaking is order. And so I'm in the back of the class, and I went, I stood up, and I went, order, two burgers, I'll take two burgers. And the class just... Did you go to the principal's office? I hope you ended up in the principal's office. No, here's what happened. The teacher was saying, and of course, the class just laughed and hit hysterics for a while. And so finally, when they settled down, Miss Balukian looks back at me and she goes, okay, Mr. Smith, you think you're so funny? Your assignment for tomorrow, this is the last period of the day, the last class of the day. Your assignment for tomorrow is to put together a 15-minute comedy speech sketch oh. or speech oh and i'm like all right and kid class is like yeah so i go home that day and uh-huh. i find like my, my all my best joke books you know and and find it so <laughs> and so we go to class the next day and and everybody in the beginning can steve go yet can steve go yet no no not you know so finally at 15 minutes till the end of the class she goes okay mr smith it's your turn so i get up there and i just I just write, read, read all these jokes for like 15 minutes <laughs> and I'm still going and the bell rings for the end of the day. What? <laughs> and the class is just in hysterics and I'm like, <laughs> and she says, I see you were very well prepared for this assignment, Mr. Smith. <laughs> and so I always take back to that. It's like, yeah, I, that's, that's who I was then. And wow. And who I was now, I probably should have had, I had, I do have more respect for authority these days than that. Uh, yeah. That wasn't, that wasn't very appropriate, but um, I, just, I have such a nagging question. What's that? Oh. 
do Tim and I have to call you Mr. Smith? Well, no, you don't. You don't have to. But here's an, here's another interesting. I'm going to go back to grade school quickly. Here, oh, I really yeah. will. After my mom died, my mom collected and and kept all these. Remember the um, the the achievement test or the test oh, standardized yeah. test you would take as a second, third grade or whatever, and they, you know reading, math, all these other kind of skills. And she kept all those. And my sister went through them, and then she goes, "You want these?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm interested." So now here I am, all grown up. I'm a parent now, and I get these achievement test scores from when I was in like in second and third grade. And what I found and helped me in parenting is that all the things that I was really good at and scored high on in second or third grade, I'm still good at today, like math and numbers and English and that kind of thing. But all the other things that I'm terrible at today, like we always joke about me not being able to fix things and not having those, you know, there were spatial relations Uh kind of tests. And Mm. I was like in the lowest percentile you can think of. I was terrible. So it made me realize as a parent, whatever your kids' skills are, whatever they're strong at, focus on that. Whatever they're not good at, you know, generally, you know, don't scold them for getting a a lower grade necessarily in that Mm. class. They may may not just have the ability to to do that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, I I think this whole thing rounds into, uh, you know, God made you a certain way. And Mm -hmm. many times we're the same in second and third grade as we are now as as older adults. And uh, it's just interesting how God has put us Mm -hmm. all together in, in a unique way. And he knows what he's doing. Don't hit the snooze button. Come join us. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. That's sports drink. Maybe it's dumped over somebody's head in the celebration of victory after a game. Or maybe you just throw it back when you're drenched in that sweat. You've re- you're replenishing the electrolytes and you're yes. just quenching your thirst. And that white milk just tastes so good when you are so thirsty wait what no i haven't ever thought about have you have you seen this kind of positioning of milk sort of more as a sports drink yeah like it it replenishes all the stuff yeah yeah. right like it was got milk when you know i was younger and stuff well now does a body good for a while Uh yeah Uh uh-huh and it's been i i've kind of missed out on this but it has been gonna need milk like you're gonna need milk for that if you're gonna be out there and burning calories and you know you're needing to replenish all your nutrients that that sports drink one way to sell it i guess i like how one dairy farmer like a local small dairy farmer put it said if people saw the effort small dairy farmers put into producing that milk to help feed and keep rural communities alive they might like milk better i thought yeah i like that perspective or or maybe for you it's the perspective of you're slamming down a quart of two percent to get back onto the basketball court i Maybe that does it for you. Maybe that quenches your thirst. Hmm. I don't know. I, see, I think of the basketball court. Uh-huh. I think of dunking. Uh-oh. And then I'm like, yeah, oh, I'm going to need some milk for that. Reminding you that God is in charge today and every day. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. I could never do this job. The job of preparing fancy coffee in the pressure cooker that is the American coffee shop. Because people want their no foam and their extra hot and their shot of this and their shake of that and their drizzle of the whatever. And then on (laughs) top of it, you have to remember whose order is whose. So, you know, you, you go into the place and they grab the cup and they say, what's the name? And they write the name on the cup, they write the order on the cup, they make the coffee, and then you go pick up the cup with your name on it. Now, Therese, T-E-R-E-S-E. 
Not an easy name. I get it. I have seen every single creative spelling of the word Therese, and I am not offended because in general I go, oh, yeah, close enough. That's my coffee, and I take it, and I'm off, and that's all. So I'm not getting bent about that. But I recently ordered a coffee, Mm -hmm. and I'm standing at the end, and I'm waiting for my Therese coffee to come out, and there is no coffee. Uh, the people before me come and go. People after me come and go. And I'm trying to be, you know, patient and kind, loving, and you know, all the Jesus things in the coffee shop. And and I see this cup is sitting there for quite a while. And so after a few minutes, I say, I'm so sorry, but did my coffee get lost somewhere in the shuffle? And they say, No, your coffee is here. And I said, Well. I don't think that's my coffee because of the name. And they pull down the sleeve and they say, is this what you ordered? And I said, yes. But my fear is that someone else has ordered the same thing as me. And they're going to come along and I will have taken their coffee because I can't believe that is my coffee because of the name that is written on the coffee. They go, no, this is your coffee. And I go, all right. So I laughed for the whole rest of the morning when I looked down at the cup and I saw the name Bruce. <laughs> Therese to Bruce, huh? I just thought Bruce? <laughs> it's not what? even it's not even <laughs> close. Not even close. But you know Hello, my name is Bruce. Hello, Bruce. <laughs> so from now on, it is Steve <laughs> Bruce <laughs> and Tim. Maybe, maybe they just overheard, misheard you in a conversation when you were uh, extolling the virtues of this place and say, How the coffee brews. Oh, they, oh, oh, and then was that? Coffee. Right. Oh, possible? Nice to meet you, Bruce. <laughs> Coworkers are friends. Sorry. Not food. <laughs> Thanks for making us part of your morning routine. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. Good news. No homework for the weekend. Hey. Yay. Woo-hoo. Might be bad news. <laughs> Pop quiz right now. Oh. Here is mm. your assignment right now on Rise Up. Here's the situation. Uh, a bridge in Denmark, uh-huh. a truck going over the bridge, uh-huh. potatoes fall all over the bridge. Your oh. assignment on this pop quiz, oh, we need to rename hmm. the bridge oh. based on what's been going on. <laughs> okay. Potatoes all over the bridge in Denmark. Right. And right. now you need to come up with a name for this bridge. Uh, name for this potato bridge in Denmark. Uh, Richard and Bolivar, how about you? I would call it the Fud Fan. Good morning, Kenny and uh, Ken Bonier. Can you beat Spud Span? Oh, Bridge of Groton. Bridge of Groton. I like that. Oh, they're coming in fast and furious. They are. I feel like we've really met our mash. Uh, but Tony in Erie texted us to say Russet Bridge, which I like that. And I was thinking, like, okay. Yeah. You know, Golden Gate, like Yukon Golden Gate Bridge or something like that. I don't know. Tater Trestle is one of my favorites. John in Cookport texted us with that one. Oh, man. You get all these potatoes all over the place. If you had to get from one side of the bridge to the other, you know how you would do it? Oh, how? You would call a tuber. A tuber. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Why did I actually laugh? Gardening <laughs> joke because it was actually funny. Okay, funny laugh. I get the connection now. Sharing the message of hope. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. You like that cooking channel, huh, Grandma? I smell cinnamon rolls. We're having macaroni tonight. That means garlic fresh. Yeah. Tell me what's cooking. Everybody makes it to the beat. Tell me what's cooking. 
Anytime. Our chef Nick Finlayson is with us. You know you're about to be in for a treat. But I got to just say, Nick, I love hmm. it, especially when you let me say two of my favorite things together. Oh, yeah? I get to say mac and cheese and pulled pork. Yeah. Tell me what's going on here. Yeah, it's a combination of the two. So we kind of made this easy. You're actually using uh, pork tenderloin in a crock pot or a slow cooker, whichever mm-hmm. one you have. And you cook that down with some, um, I actually use some a can of cola. To kind of break oh, that down a little bit faster. So cool. then you shred that up, add some barbecue sauce, you make your pasta, make your cheese sauce, you mix it all together and put a little more cheese on top and you bake it off. And <laughs> got nice hometown dinner. It's a uh, pasta month uh, using yeah. that mm-hmm. pasta. Tell us about the kind of pasta and maybe varieties that you could use with this recipe. Yeah, you could use just about anything. I mean, you can use the regular elbow macaroni noodles. Mm-hmm. I use salentani, which are like the corkscrew, like the hollow ones. Okay. Kind of gives it a little more... Uh, things to hold on to. You want a nice, dense pasta that's going to hold on to the sauce. Yes. Mm. Oh, as a big pasta fan myself, this month of May has been such a treat. There's now five recipes we've Mm. got up on the website of these different, really pretty easy, but delicious, big on flavor pasta recipes. Familylife.org, under the radio tab, is where you find this one and the others of all of Nick's picks you can fix. I'm one, you know about my peanut butter food law where oh, you yeah? take a food that you like mm-hmm. uh-huh. and you add peanut butter yep. to it and it right. still tastes good that's that's the theory i go by i'm i was thinking during this recipe oh. i'm like <laughs> i wonder if mac and cheese is along those la- it may not cool. be i haven't tested it out yet but yeah but it. basically i mean you take mac and cheese and you could add so many different things to mac <laughs> yes. and cheese you let and me know how that goes for you okay well yeah, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't tried everything yet may the blessings of the lord be with you in all that you do today. This is Rise Up on Family Life. Wow. Graduation. I can hardly believe it. As your backpack for all these years, you'd have thought I could see this coming. But then again, not looking ahead kind of comes with the territory as a book bag. You and I haven't talked much over the years. I was taught it's rude to talk with your mouth full of books. Plus, I didn't want to scare off your friends. But now that you're leaving the nest, I feel like there's so much I could say as your trusty, zippered companion. Like about that time you forgot a sandwich in my front pocket for a week? And mom loved finding that. Or how about your first year of high school when you thought you had to make me hold every single textbook you owned? Yeah, glad you finally gave that habit a break. Before your back did, that is. Sure, your friends had fancier backpacks than I ever was. But that's what I like about you. You look on the inside. I hope you knew I always had your back. What can I say? Have a great time at college, pal. I hear they have books there, too. Just saying. And if you meet someone nice and go and get married and start a family, I mean, not to rush things, but I've always thought diaper bag would be a great look on me. Sincerely, your high school backpack. <laughs> 